Hey, y'all. We wanted to share with you some of the fun we've been having over on Patreon. If you're looking for a great way to kick off the new year, an annual subscription to our Patreon is the gift you can give yourself that keeps on giving all year long. We're bringing you short clips from some of our favorite bonus content to give you an idea of all the stuff you get when you sign up to support the show. If you like what you hear and want to hear more, head to the link in the episode description or go to Sinisterhood.com and click Patreon in the top menu. First, you're going to hear a clip from one of our mini-sodes this month, where we provide part one of a multi-part update on the Murdoch murders in South Carolina. Next, you're going to hear clips from our December Q&A live stream and our live stream performance of The Wheel. Patreon subscribers get to watch video versions of these segments live and participate with us via the chat. In the Q&A, you'll hear us answer a question about the worst gifts we've ever gotten. Then in The Wheel, we choose actors to play our ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, which quickly devolves into a round of Fuck, Mary Kill. Also on the worst gifts, I show you guys photos in oh my the live God. stream if you want to check out they, of the worst gifts I've ever gotten. Honestly, if you do nothing but sign up to see these photos, I promise you they are worth their weight in gold. <laughs> it is. They're incredible. It's like worst gifts I've ever gotten or best. <laughs> Uh, after that, we're also going to have a clip from True Crime Headline segment with an update on the Love Has One cult and the result of Mother God's autopsy. Finally, we're bringing you a clip from our mini-sode on the embezzlement at the Collins Street Bakery, the subject of the documentary Fruitcake Fraud on Discovery+. Plus. And when you subscribe, you'll get a video of me taste-testing the bakery's world-famous fruitcake, uh, <laughs> which apparently Aunt Barry <laughs> said I can go straight to hell because I did not enjoy it. <laughs> The video of you watching it is funny. Also, imagining my aunt watching it and going, well, she can rot in hell. <laughs> rot in hell. Not just go to hell. I can rot in hell. <laughs> Your review was scathing. <laughs> but you saying this was dense as fuck killed me because uh, it was. <laughs> to hear full episodes and see all the videos, including the one that's going to get Christy a one-way ticket to hell. Apparently so. Head to the link in the episode description or go to SinisterHood.com. Click on Patreon on the top banner for all the details and the benefits, and you can subscribe today. Despite promises, they had received no payments from Alec or the insurance company. So the family hired attorneys whose investigation uncovered they were due over $4 million. The Satterfield family's attorney, Ronnie Richter, said in an interview on the Today Show that they're still tracing where the funds went because, according to him, it's impossible to burn that kind of money in Hampton, South Carolina. That's kind of been my question, too, is where is it all going? There, I think there's hidden bank accounts in different names. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I We'll get to it. We'll get to it. And so so what do we think? I'll save, mm-hmm. I'll save it. Save that. The missing money is what led to the filing of the civil lawsuit to try and recover those missing funds for Gloria's sons. At the same time, SLED confirmed it was opening an investigation into Gloria's death at the request of the Hampton County Coroner's Office and based on other information it had obtained in the course of its various investigations. Gloria's sons also sued Palmetto State Bank for its role in acting as a representative for her estate. And this is a case where I think... I'm not sure what all Corey Fleming knew, but from what the bank has said and the bank's employee said, the bank, you know, later took responsibility because its employee acted in the scope of his um, employment. So the bank, they're suing the bank because why? So the banks, so when someone dies, 
they, they are dead and gone. So what becomes their legal person is called their estate, right? Mm-hmm. So then there's an executor of, of the estate. And so they had a third-party fiduciary, this Palmetto State Bank, acting as the representative for the estate. Well, he pretty much, the vice president in charge of this case, in this um, account, pretty much said, I just relied on Alec whatever he and Corey Fleming told me, I just, just said, okay. And I signed checks wherever they needed to go mm. and didn't really do due diligence that he was supposed to do. So because Again, he because was, he had a reputation for being this big guy. Hot that, shot. Yeah. That you're not, and you also aren't assuming that he has something to do with this. So you're like, assuming he has her best interest at heart. Oh yeah. And if it's like, Oh, she was like family. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just need to write this check to this uh, suspiciously named bank account. Don't worry about it. But it wasn't even suspiciously named. So I, that's kind of where the bank got wrapped into it is because they had this employee who was acting in the scope of his employment and acting negligently. Mm-hmm. Just a day later on September 16th, Alex co-defendant Curtis Smith faced the court on a bond hearing where he accepted representation by a public defender and was held on a $55,000 bond. Alec Murdoch turned himself into authorities on September 16th as well, where he faced charges of insurance fraud, conspiracy to commit insurance fraud, and filing a false police report. In his arrest affidavit, it was revealed that Alec admitted to the scheme, telling SLED agents he planned it all. For the purpose of his son collecting a life insurance policy valued at approximately $10 million. Again... If, no, I guess I just answered my own question. If he's got all this money and all these offshore accounts and everything, Buster was set for for life. But I think he must know, okay, they're going to find everything. And so I'm Mm -hmm. just going to off myself now and leave Buster with something. Mm -hmm. Because that would be... If it hadn't been uncovered and he just happened to, you know, they didn't trace back that it was a, you know, planned suicide, you know, suicide by someone else, then that money would pass non-probate to Buster. The problem is, you know, if he, if Alec wanted to kill himself and leave now, his whole estate would go to Buster, his sole heir, then it, depending on South Carolina, I don't know what his will says, but I'm assuming his will, it all goes to Buster. The problem is when you balance out an estate, you have to say, okay, what are the debts of the estate? I don't know, a bajillion dollars Mm -hmm. that he stole. And then what are the assets of the estate? Pretty much none because all this shit was gotten with ill-gotten gains. Mm -hmm. And so you would want something to pass outside of probate. So you would want that insurance policy that wouldn't have to go through that bucket and go straight to Buster. Still didn't work, though, because he did it himself. No, yeah. During the hearing, it was noted that Alec had no physical signs of a gunshot wound, and definitely not one that included a fractured skull alongside the Nice. Okay. Tara, what is the weirdest gift you have ever received? One year in a white elephant exchange, where this group always did kind of fun things, I got the following in a box. A VHS of instructions on how to use a Flobie and a can of tuna. <laughs> I was just writing about the VHS instruction tape for a Flobie, like just writing about it. Like, today. are you serious? Yes, because I had an incident with a Flobie. How I was weird. About it for the newsletter. So weird. Um, I got a box. So you didn't get a Flobie. You just got the instructions. No, no, no. Well, I that's got just Flobie. I was no, I'm talking about Tara. Of- 
Tara oh, she just got the VHS of the yeah. instructions on how to use the Floby, but did not get the actual Floby. Instead, a can of tuna. A Floby is a thing that you use to cut your own hair. It's wild. It looks like a vacuum it's cleaner a attachment, and you just like it is. No, it doesn't look like a vacuum cleaner attachment. It is. It, it is, is a vacuum, a vacuum attachment. So it's a tube that hooks to a vacuum, and you fire up the vacuum. And when I was a child, I was Flobied. By who? Your mom. My mother and my two aunts, because my aunt bought the Floby, and they were like, well, we should test it out on somebody. And then I was the littlest cousin, and my mom's like, test it out on Heather. And then it was like, like, they got, how how do you, is it, how do you cut long hair? I can only imagine working on, like, short hair. No, you just, the sucking cut in Wayne's World. You suck it. So you put all your hair, you gather it like a ponytail, and put it, yes. And put it in, and then it just goes, zoop, and sh- yeah, sucks it off. It chops Why would it you off just and get scissors sucks. and do it? Because then it says, oh, it'll help you clean up the mess. I'm like, why don't you use the vacuum cleaner on the ground where you just cut the hair? I don't understand why this was to be revolutionary. But it comes with VHS tape, and it comes with a, a booklet, and none of my mother or my two aunts did any of that. They were just like, fuck it, and they turned it on. And, of course, <laughs> it gets, like, jammed on my head. I was traumatized. I was, like, screaming. It was a whole deal. Um but so I was writing about getting look Floby. good. No, <laughs> can't <laughs> imagine <awesome>. it did. <laughs> it's wretched. Hello, welcome. What a Andrea thing said. somebody made. Somebody was somebody invented that and patented it, and then made a ton of money on it. Yes. When it's the like guy in the video, why are like, we just using scissors? He's like, it's what was the, what was the hook that it that it cleaned it up for you? You didn't yeah. have to sweep up hair. Uh huh. That's and not he a said, big like, deal. Oh, well, he was like, oh, not only that, is that, like, you know, you save time and you can give yourself the cut that's, like, fashionable. And I'm like, I don't think that's the cut that's fashionable. But Does it have different ways to cut it? No, it's sucking. There's, like, so a little filter. It's one cut. It's, like, shorter, shorter or longer. But also, yeah, they're, like... It said on the box, and I have it in my um, thing I was writing, and because I wrote it in my notes. It was like, you must use an up and down motion. Like, in the video that we watched after I was injured With by this? the Floby, you're supposed to do an up and down oh, motion. Oh, this? Like you're jerking it off? Yes. You're supposed to up and down, up and down, up and down. And so you're supposed to be doing that. Well, they did not. They just went, and they sucked it on. And so it, like, get, got all tangled and, like, but they did the back of my oh. head. It was like, Yes, it was from an infomercial. It was like an as seen on TV product my aunt bought. So I was talking about this at a family function. And I was like, do you remember when I was a kid and you guys flobied me? And my Aunt Barry, who is the owner of the Floby, and this all in, you know happened at her house. She was like, yeah, that's how I cut your uncle's hair still. And I was like, the same Floby? And she was like, it has a lifetime guarantee. Yeah, it still works. <laughs> wow. I've never been yeah. flobied. Damn, I got Floby like missing out. I, I still got- don't really understand it. I don't understand oh, the I, logistics of it. Jessica has shared a YouTube link. It's, it's I remember sensitive. them. I just don't understand how it would work. Well, That's I think what, I'm gonna have to watch the a video. Suckage of the vacuum creates the whirling of the knives in the end of the vacuum hose attachment. It seems way more complicated than just getting a pair of scissors. It's like the it's like a Saturday Night Live fake yeah. commercial yeah. where it's like it make the most sense. complex solution to the easiest problem. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Like we have scissors. Like we're good. Yeah. I don't get it. We have scissors and a dustbuster. Why do you need this thing? Yeah. Um, 
So that being said, what's the weirdest gift you've ever received? Damn. Uh, well, I did get a box of a box of um. Oh nope nope. <clears throat> I believe I. Okay. Three. Is that dealer's three? choice? Uh, we already did three. Three okay. was re- re- Reddit confession. Two. Two, we also did. Ooh, let's see. One. One, describe what your ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future would look like. I'll say with cast it instead of just, just describe it. Like what, like in Scrooge, okay. like cast the characters. Who's playing him? Remind yeah. me, do they have um, specific personality traits or is it simply they're showing you your past present and future well if you go by scrooge <laughs> ghost of christmas which I, past. I i live my life uh, by scrooge so <laughs> I was, well christmas we past to- is the fairy right no uh not in scrooge <laughs> christmas past present. is the cab driver mm-hmm. the present is fairy and future mm-hmm. is who is like the Grim Reaper. That's right. Okay. Death, Tommy said. Yeah, the Grim Reaper. Because I was telling Paris beforehand, and he was like, oh, in the book. And he was like describing them from the book. And I was like, all right. Well, some of us only go by the Bill Murray movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who would yours be? Man. So maybe like character trait for Christmas past. There, are, He's kind of um, funny, laughs a lot. Like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good, he's played by the guy. I can never think of his real name, but he's the feeling hot, hot, hot guy. He sang that song. Um, Oh, I don't know. No, I'm saying he's the one that's in Scrooge. That's he sings that song. Oh, well. um, that the yeah. cab driver sings feeling hot, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. The troll looking crab cab driver, crab driver, <laughs> man, they should, somebody should make a short story about a, crab that's a cab driver a crab driver <laughs> and he's a crab driver <laughs> yeah he he like rewrote it buster poindexter is the david wow. johansson is his real name and then he had an on-stage persona called buster poindexter and in 1987 he did or 1986 87 he did a re-release of that song and then wow okay um let's see i'm gonna cast this a different way for myself okay Go ahead. I'm going to cast this based on past Christie's personality, present oh, like Christie's personality. Yes. And then, like, who would represent me <laughs> in the future? So past um, past ghost is going to be, um, oh, God, what's her name? Hold on. <laughs> I can't think of her name. Tara Reed. <laughs> oh, okay. Just All right. because she was a party girl. Okay. okay so she's going to show me the ways of my past and stuff. Okay. Present, I'm a lot chiller kind of now. I definitely don't party as much. And, like, I feel like I'm more well-rounded and mm-hmm. more um, um, open to uh, other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with... Um, who would be a good one? Oh, 
And I want them to be funny. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go my present ghost is Amy Poehler. Okay. And then my future, um, well, I want to run an empire. I want to be, <laughs> like, able to give to a bunch of charities, but also have, like, a banging house in Hawaii. So I'm going <laughs> Oprah is oh, my future bruh. ghost. Oh, so, that's perfect. Those are my ghosts. Those are my ghosts. Um, also, fuck Mary Kill, Tara Reed, Amy Poehler, <laughs> Oprah, <laughs> Mary Oprah forever. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, Tara Reed, you're gonna have to go because I'm gonna fuck some Amy Poehler. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, I can't imagine killing Amy Poehler. So never. by default, uh, I don't war. know though. I might want to marry Amy Poehler. She'd be so fun. She would be a great wife. I but Oprah would be like wife. such. A good conversationalist and has so many like stories. Not that Amy doesn't, but she's just, you know, she's interviewed like everybody. You got to have somebody that will ask you questions in a relationship and like keep That's things true. fresh. She's mm-hmm. going to ask you those questions. That's true. Um, Let's see. What would mine be? I feel like, oh, the ghosts of Christmas past. <laughs> what? Kirsten Snooki said Snooky the Old Spiced Man and Guy Fieri. Oh. <laughs> You Guy gotta Fieri have Guy Fieri as one of your yeah. ghosts. Yeah. He's and got John to... Mayer. Oh, just... yeah. Well, now we're just trying to fuck these ghosts. <laughs> I was thinking more like lifestyle choices and like, yeah. I wanna, that's what, I yeah. That's what I was ghosts. thinking. Um, let's, I would say for the, this is kind of counterintuitive, but the ghost of Christmas past, I would say Dick Van Dyke because oh. he's lived a really long life and he's almost like he could tell you all about the past. Um, also I've been watching a lot of Dick Van Dyke show recently. Everyone's like, how nice. And I'm like, that's usually an uh, indication of extreme stress. Cause I'm like, nope, just going to watch Dick Van Dyke going back. Mm. Uh, so I've watched a lot. Uh, so that'd be the ghost of Christmas past and then maybe Christmas present. We'll go Guy Fieri because we love him and uh, he's currently, I feel like, on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And then talking about Empire running, Ghost of Christmas Future, <laughs> I'm going to say Mindy Kaling because she's oh, also I like, like that. Produces a ton of shows. I love her. Yeah. Written books, great writer. I look up to her. So she's funny. Yeah. Be my three. Very funny. I like that. For sure. I like that a lot. Tommy just said Stephen King, pedal my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Pedal. So Pedal's the ghost of Christmas present? Damn. Oh, yeah. She's right here. <laughs> or wait, is your mom the past? Mom Petal's is past. Present. Pedal's present. King is future. Kaylee Michael says Scott. past Michael Scott. Um, Not Steve Carell, but Michael Scott. Present Clinton Kelly, future Betty White. Who's Clinton Kelly? I'm not sure. I don't know who that is. Pedal present. Um, Mom is future. I like that. Okay. These are some That's a good, good ones. One. All right. Here we go. All right. The phrasing of the tox- of not the toxicology of the autopsy report from the El Paso County Coroner office, the word the phrase they used was she died as a result of global decline. So to hmm. me, that indicates like her whole body was just going down. And it said as in the setting of alcohol abuse, anorexia and chronic colloidal silver ingestion, uh, because and that's natural causes. That's you know? yeah. what was interesting is it said she died of natural causes. And when you read that or hear that, you normally don't think of 
those things. You think, oh, they just got old and they died, and you know, but I guess ingesting colloidal silver and it rots your insides is also a natural cause because mm-hmm. you caused it. Yeah, it was quite a scene. Uh, and like you said, they were selling this colloidal silver, so it's a natural remedy. Is it because it will kill you? It's in it's blue. in a lot of stuff. It's in a lot of like supplements and You're not supposed to mainline it though. No, I don't think so. And I don't know why they thought it was good. I mean, I told you, I said, I don't know how anyone could have looked at her or she could have looked at herself in a mirror and thought, Yeah, I should keep drinking this. I mean, she is clearly blue. Yeah. Her hands are blue, her face is blue. And she looks unwell oh, in yes. the last photo. I mean, just unwell. Drinking and eating disorder aside, she looks blue. Her skin yeah. is not it's it's not a shade that it should be. Mm-mm. No. I mean, they said there was a bunch of bottles found next to her that contained colloidal titanium, gold, and silver. So she was it just was all down of them. in it. Down in all of them. And they sell it on their page for $33.33 to $222.22, depending on what size of bottle you want. Um, I feel bad, you know, looking at all this and the footage of her and the, you know, online response and having that photo out there. You know, her son is, we Mm -hmm. talked about him in the last update, I think. and um, We did. Yeah, talking about just how he, you know, he sort of lost her twice, right? You know, you lose her once when she leaves Texas and you lose her again now in this way it's just horrific to and it wasn't to look the mom that. that he knew like no that. no like so, i said you lost yeah. her twice mm-hmm. it was at this point it was just some you know vessel some you know not a vessel but some spirit inhabiting what used to be your yeah. mom um so I, I wonder i mean there'll probably be psychology books written about her on how she followed that she got people to follow her and like you said though that's why i don't get it to be like Take this. Uh, it's like any cult leader where they're like, do the thing I do and it will save you. It's like, but the thing you do is not working. And I mean, I guess it's like, you. And that's what I, I don't know. Uh, there haven't been a lot of updates. I mean, as far as I've heard, the cult's still together. At least some mm, of them some are. Of them. I, I don't think any of them are in jail or anything. So some of them are probably still doing that. And it's what did she tell them to make it seem like, Oh no, this is the color we're supposed to be. This is going back to our natural ancestors of aliens or whatever, you know? I mean, whatever it is, when people are that brainwashed and that indoctrinated at that point, they'll believe whatever you tell them. Yeah, I think that's what it is, is that you just, you get so into it that you're like, okay, well, she's right. You know what? The blue is probably part of the healing process. And you and I were talking about the whole long list of, maladies that her uh that father god had listed off of like oh yeah blood pouring out of her ass and you know taking in one day eight pukes in one day and it's like yeah if you're chugging alcohol colloidal silver and no food then she probably did have a lot of really bizarre um symptoms although the the key thing she had told dr phil she had stage five cancer and the uh, autopsy report said there was no cancer in her system yeah to which she was rolling around telling everybody she had cancer. Her followers would probably say either it's a lie or that she had cured herself or something. You know, I mean, I think even if you have suspicion, if you admit that 
she was wrong, therefore you're mm-hmm. wrong, then you're mm-hmm. kind of like, so I've just been a fool and believe in this lie. My whole life's been a lie for however many years I've bought into this. And that's a hard thing to admit. Yeah, because then you you're it's like with anything you see. I think I think I was talking to my brother in law about this about people that get really into QAnon, and once you've like adorned your car with stickers mm-hmm. and your t shirts and your scene and photographs, doing all these things, it's a huge blow to your ego to say, "Oh, I was wrong about everything." So you might as well just dig in and go downtown mm-hmm. and wait for JFK Jr. Yeah, yep, it is well. Two very different topics, but two very interesting ones. To all these people that are from this small town Uh that are making decent salaries, but they're Uh not bringing in six figures or anything at this bakery, and you're just flaunting your wealth in front of these people that are your friends. Well, and that now can't get bonuses Mm because of your own behavior. Yes, you are knowingly... Dipping your hand in the piggy bank, buying all these flashy things, and then looking at your friend who's like, man, I really was hoping I was going to get that Christmas bonus this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. I could have used that. And you can continue doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, as much as I can do it, I'm going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. At her desk, Symmetric began tracking checks. At first, she found 16, but eventually she found even more. Checks were written to legitimate vendors, then thrown in the trash. Other checks were written to Sandy's creditors, voided in the system, but sent to the creditors to be cashed. He was swapping out legitimate recipients with his own personal creditors. She went over Sandy's head, and the executives decided it was time to make a move. According to Texas Monthly, the executives explained the situation to Bob, saying, Looks like we found Sandy Jenkins embezzling money. Bob's reply? Well, that explains a lot. So, I was a little confused exactly how he was doing this. So, he's getting checks in from... um, He's not receiving checks. So, he's issuing them because he has accounting software that automatically prints Bob Magnet's signature. So, when you have like, you know, Intuit, QuickBooks or whatever, you can import someone's digital signature, ADP, whatever. And so, initially, he's straight up... Starting in 2004... He just stole money from petty cash. Yeah. He, he literally just stole cash. And then more petty cash, well, then you start to get no- – it's going to notice. Mm-hmm. Just like Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter said, it all starts with petty cash and then it gets out <laughs> It goes crazy. Well, so he starts with petty cash. Well, then he – because he was in charge of all the company's finances, he knew – where expenses were and when. So he would see like, okay, around Christmas, we order all of these tins from this tin distributor. Well, what he would do would in uh, around Christmas when the checks to the tin distributor would go out, he would put fake checks in the system. The tin distributor obviously would get paid, but he would also do another fake check that would look like they were paying even more to the tin distributor in the system. So then the system prints out this check that says like $50,000 to the tin company, like the red metal tins they come out. He takes that check. He shreds it. Then he goes in the system and writes the same amount of a check, $50,000, to the car dealership or American Express or whoever he needed to pay, Citibank or whatever, for $50,000, prints that check with Bob's signature on it, and then goes in and voids that check to American Express, 
So in the system, the valid check is to the tin company, but it's been shredded. The voided check is to City, but it is getting mailed to City, and then City is cashing it. So in the accounting software, when you run a report that says how much money did we spend in December, fifty thousand more dollars got spent on tins. Wink, wink. When in reality, he was stealing them, and so at one point, it actually there was a flag raised in. Um, postage, the marketing woman who was actually interviewed in the documentary, but this was in another article, she was saying that at one point there was like a charge of like $24,000 for shipping, like for postage, like, you know, stamps, Mm -hmm. whatever, and like shipping labels. And she was like, there's no way that I spent that much money. And Sandy's like, oh, like the executives came to her and were like, there's just like giant check for $24,000 for shipping and postage. She's like, I would never spend that. And he's like, well, Sandy, figure it out. And he's like, okay, I'll figure it out. And a few days later, he was like, oh, hey, guys, I looked into it. It was no big deal. Mm. Because it was him. Yeah, yeah. And he would write him for like weird amounts and like similar amounts to legitimate creditors. And so unless somebody was like combing through like Symmetric Walker, they, the executives would just look at reports and be like, oh, damn, I guess like the cost of shipping is going up or the cost of boxes, cardboard boxes is going up. Well, that's because he just coded it to known vendors. And so when you looked at the reports, you're like, well, I guess we're just losing money. I, th- I thought we were doing good. But at the end of the day, he was just doing the old switcheroo. So if if the car dealership gets a huge check and the signature on it is Bob McNutt and it's paying Sandy's what he owes them, does that not raise flags to them? Well, they said that sometimes they think he put everything on like American Express and city cards, like even cars. Like you could uh, put a car on an American Express card. And then he himself back. And then he, well, he paid American Express and that American Express doesn't know if your company is paying off your card or you oh, are like, true. they're not going to question that. So I think in Texas monthly, they were saying that actually um, they think that one of the, well, at least one or several of the cars he had paid for with the Amex card, but it was like an American Express black card. So yeah. it has no limit. Yeah. He had several of them on June 21st, 2013. After the discovery of the embezzlement, Sandy was fired. Police were on site to escort him off the premises Detective Paul Ward was assigned the case. They worked in connection with the bakery, who was conducting its own internal audit. After that, local police would also come through evidence. However, after discovering that Sandy had mailed checks to his creditors using the U.S. mail, the FBI was called in to assist. There you go. It's like the firm. The firm. I was just about to say. <laughs> it is just like the firm. This is how they all get caught. Now the feds. While the feds were coming through evidence, Sandy and Kay had left town. With more than enough proof that bakery money was used to fund the Jenkins' fabulous lifestyle, a search warrant was issued for their home and executed on July 24, 2013. While the house was mostly empty, the feds found Kay's notebook detailing all of their expensive jewelry and watches. They also found a grand piano, a sauna, a jewelry safe, a full wine and liquor collection, a $40,000 horsehair mattress, and closets full of designer clothes and accessories. That mattress. Everybody talks so much shit about that mattress it's, in the documentary. I, I agree with all of it. Who spends $40,000 on a mattress? Who wants to sleep on a b- bunch of horse hair? The whole Ugh. thing is... It's going to smell like a stable. Oh, it's it's absurd. Again, it's like you're just spending money to spend money. It's stupid. Yeah, because like he said, he had this magazine. So if it's like, you've never had luxury like this, get a horse hair mattress. He would be like, all right. Yeah, like, it's like, it. it's worthless. It doesn't matter. Like, the money doesn't matter to him. So it's like, okay, it's not my money. Who cares? Yeah. 
if I was going to leave town and I knew that my husband had been embezzling a lot of money and I was complicit, I think I'd take the notebook with me that I had written down all (laughs) the the jewelry with the dates I bought it (laughs) and how exactly how much it was. I mean, that's just like handing it over in a silver platter to the feds. Yeah, 101. Yeah, cover your tracks 101. Oh, man. If you liked what you heard, consider supporting the show on Patreon by heading to Sinisterhood.com and clicking Patreon in the top banner. Thanks so much for listening and keep it creepy. Sinisterhood.